Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's going on? Market Mondays. Another glorious edition. Let's get this going. Janet with the plan. What is the deal? What up, Rashad? Hi, Ian. Janet, how you doing, Rashad? What, what kind of merch you got on? Who get that from? Hove. <laughs> Come well, on, know, man. No, no, no. No, you know, we got the assets over liabilities and, and uh pink, and then you know, we got the the signature Ralph Lauren uh hat. That was a staple growing up. Polo was very important to of us. Course, so of course. No, a little pink background for you too. Little pink lip moisturizer, you know. Shout out to LL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, coming yeah. up with the jokes early. Pink coconut. Well, shout out Cameron. Pink horsepower. What would he got? Oh, the horsepower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I noticed you have not been wearing a tie lately. Is there a certain reason why? I'm in, I'm in playoff mode. Okay. Yeah. You in, so grind, I'm, you I'm, in grind, grind mode right now. Yeah, just, you know, put in like another 13 hours of practice on a presentation yesterday. So I'm in full, full war mode, Jordan okay. game six vibe. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. My, my mom asked me, she was like, I noticed Ian hasn't worn a suit in the last couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, I did notice that. So I hopefully like Sunday is worth it. Hates put on the time, man. People like, man, that was a dud. He hyped that up for nothing. So, yeah. But Sunday did be great. Oh man. All right. Let's, let's get into this. Um, shout out to all the earners worldwide that's tuned in right now. Uh, well, first, before we start, we got it. Uh, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. We yes. Have, we have the sneakers, um, right there. The Mamba, uh, today was his birthday. I think he would have turned 43, I believe today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, we're going to talk about investing. We're going to talk about making money. We're going to have some fun, but it's important to cherish the moment. Um, we never know when our time will be called, no matter how much money we have, no matter what our stature is on earth. Uh, it can all go away in the blink of a moment. And I remember when Kobe passed away, we actually had an event. It's ironic. We had an event in Atlanta um, and I made the announcement like in the middle of our event. 
And it was just, it's something I'll never forget. So rest in peace to the legend, Kobe Bryant, blessings to his wife, blessings to his children, his parents, his family. And um, let us all remember the Mamba mentality and carry, carry his work ethic, carry his passion in everything that we, that we do. If you're not doing it to be the best, then why are you doing it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And not only was he a great athlete, incredibly intelligent. Um, and the crazy part, he would have ended up being one of the greatest investors of all time. Like yeah. he retired, won an Oscar, um, body arm was doing great. was about to do the shoot or did the shoot deal in China. Like his star power was, and that's what I said before. Like if Brady starts a hedge fund or, you can't count Kobe out, man. Like Kobe was going to do some tremendous things. So God rest his soul. That's why we always tell you guys, spend time with your family. You never know. Um, you may have a plan to retire and then get all those memories back and it may not happen the way that you plan. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes. I'm not breaking up the band. Troy is still, oh, y'all Troy. Crazy. <laughs> still with us, man. He's, he's still he on the house. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Isn't that wild, yo? Yeah, what happened was the Ian acting Hollywood now and they moved Troy out. Troy about to go with 85 South and y'all make up anything. Shout out to 85 South. My God. Everybody's uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now the band has not been broken up. Joy, Joy's just on a little sabbatical, but he will be back with us very soon. Yeah, shout um, to my guy. Let's 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 get this announcement from our sponsor. This episode of Market Mondays is brought to you by Ally Financial. Ally is an option if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally Financial is a leading digital financial services company with passionate customer service and innovative financial solutions. They are relentlessly focused on doing it right and being a trusted financial service provider to both customers and communities. Get with Ally and make the most of your money so you can save, invest, spend on the things that matter to you. Shout out to Ally. Yeah, shout um, out to Ally. Amazing company. Yeah. Um, disclaimer, do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. If you, if you, it, it is very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a, prof- from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information you find on our show and wish to rely on, whether for purposes of making an investment decision or otherwise. Yes, very important. Do your own research, please, yes, please. ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, before we start, we got to talk about InvestFest very quickly. Um, InvestFest, we have two days left. Um, it's going to be a sold-out event, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm getting excited, more excited every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to lock in. I haven't gotten a haircut. I'm not going to get a haircut until Friday. Yeah, I'm not getting um, one on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully... We see everybody at InvestFest. It's still time to get a few few tickets. If you have uh, some wiggle room in your schedule, uh, go to investfest.com and we will see you there. We, ticket sales stop on Wednesday. So please do not hit me up in the DM on Thursday night, Friday. You know how black people Or me do. either. Yeah. I Yo. can't get you in. <laughs> I'm not meeting you in Norcross, Jonesboro, Alpharetta. 
I'm yeah, sorry. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Also, if you know me, if you know me, that does not mean that you just can come to Invest Fest and just say like, "Yo, I'm here on Rashad's bill." Like, it's not how this works. This is not a party. I've heard some rumors of of some some ramblings that's been going on. Contact me if you know me. Contact me, please. Do not just show up in Atlanta, please, please. Yeah. I will have no control. I will not be answering my phone. There will be thousands of people there. Please, please, don't do that. Yeah. That's not the best humbly. way to go about it. Humbly, humbly, humbly. I know Troy would answer his phone, <laughs> but he's not here right now. So <laughs> please be there. And for, you know, for those of you, I'll be presenting on Sunday. For those of you that are like, hey, I'm tired of the two tech, two index thing. I'm going to be go, going over the full. Like, this is actually my actual like 2023 hedge fund plan that I'll be giving you guys. So, hope you enjoy it. It's going to be a hell of a show. Yes, yes. Um, okay. This week, Earn Your Leisure, we got a big week. We have a episode coming out tomorrow with Ryan Glover. Ryan Glover is the co-founder and head of uh, Greenwood Bank. Uh, Black-owned fintech bank, and he also sold um, Bounce TV. Remember Bounce TV? Mm-hmm. He sold that a few years ago for three hundred and two million dollars. Well, damn! <laughs> yeah, well done, Black man. Damn. <laughs> so him and Paul Judge they started uh, Greenwood Bank. So these guys are like really, really smart guys with a, a lot of money, and um, it's just a really dope, interesting conversation to get in the mind of somebody that has, you know, a financial institution. So check that out tomorrow. And then Wednesday, we have open enrollment on YouTube, eight o'clock. Uh, my boy, Maddie J, that episode went crazy about Toro. A lot of people had questions about Toro, specifically about insurance and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're going to bring Maddie J on live at eight o'clock to answer questions. One of the best personalities online, Maddie J, I don't know where he gets his energy mm-hmm. from, but the guys, yeah. him and Ash Cash, they need an energy drink. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Yeah, him and I, I know guy, how y'all do it. They need to go on tour together, motivational For tour. Real. Um, so yeah, that is that, and then of course, Invest Fest this weekend. So, Ian, um, any announcements that you would like to make before we before we get into this investment conversation? Yeah, really quick. You guys have been amazing to me for the last year, so I will be at booth eight eleven or the Red Panda Nation family will be there. Um, I was going to sell merch, so we're going to do tumblers, hats, and shirts. Want to make the announcement? Don't act up. I love y'all. Um, stock club members, you guys can go there first. You have to show your receipt. If you're a stock club member, you'll be able to get all the merch for free after stock club, the general public, you'll be able to grab your hats, tumblers, red panda shirts for free. You guys have supported the hell out of me and listen to my crazy Kanye ramblings and give me, give out these random prices. Shout out Bam when Bam thought I was just making shit up. <laughs> um, it worked. Bitcoin 50,000. We're going to get into it soon. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to give back and not just sell because, you know, the other stuff is like high ticket usually. Um, but so yeah, the merch at the booth will be free. And then for those of you that want to be in on the free fund, um, you guys at InvestFest will be the first ones to be able to sign up after Stock Club. So if that's dope for you and you think that's dope, please put dope in chat and uh, I'll see you at the VIP event and then Saturday and Sunday. That's dope. That, that is dope. Neo will be dropping. Speaking of, you say you're going to talk about that. On, on, Neo will be dropping his NFT exclusively at InvestFest exclusively That's hard. for the people at InvestFest on the VIP night. So that is a dope, dope, That's you know, he's, he's one of my favorite performers anyway. So I'm interested yeah. in just watching him, but I didn't even know about the NFT thing. They reached out. They're like, yo, he got this NFT. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. That's perfect. Boy, smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a star for a reason. Like I, I know you guys like look at entertainers 
and think that they are not strategic or creative, but these guys are machines. Like even when I put up a post, like uh, the Kanye said, like Travis Scott should have like an entire company around him. A guy was like, hey, artists don't drive that much revenue. And I'm like, I don't know what planet you're on, but like, if you ever seen a record label's books, one artist can bring in $60 million for a label. That's one artist. So look at what some of these stars are doing. Jagged Edge would be there, like, see how they move, how they interact with people. And one thing I've always noticed, the people that are the most successful are usually the nicest. Um, I've seen Neil out and about, he's a networking monster too. So like pick up on those things. Same with Matty J, like I told you when he did his interview, I'm like, I know the content gonna be fire, but look how he dresses, how he drives, use that to drive traffic. Um, there are tools and, and tricks inside of the game that you guys will be able to pick up on just by watching as well, so. Absolutely. All right, let's get into this. So, Bitcoin, 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 yes. it cracked oh, over baby. 50, it cracked over 50,000 today. I think it retreated just under 50,000, like the last time I checked it, a couple hours ago, but cracked over 50,000 today. So, um, you put on Instagram that, uh, in 63 days, Bitcoin will yep. recover. I believe, was that 62 days ago, 63 days ago? 62 days ago. That was 62 days ago? Yeah. Uh, what was the price at that point in time? All right. It was in the 30s, I believe. This one, everybody was panicking. So, okay. So what did you, what did you, what made you so confident that in 62 days or 63 days, Bitcoin was going to reach back to $50,000? Uh, it goes back to the question you asked me last time. Um, I, were we on here or were we doing another interview? Oh, I think we was on live with Keys. And he was like, how many hours do you spend in the market every day? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, remember the answer I told you? 10, something like that, 12, something like that. 11 hours. Yeah. So going to that Mamba thing, like the only secret, if I can be real with y'all, the only secret is like systems and then hard work. Um, the more time you put into learning the craft, you'll see, start to see correlation. So like if you guys, and I'll give you guys a tip. If you go look at every time Bitcoin is drawn over 40%, go do the homework. There is an average amount of time that it goes, that it takes to go back up. Um, some people were saying, hey, is a Fibonacci time ratio? That's, that's not it. But if you look to see what the averages are, so in your notebook, like when you got a notebook like this, you should be able to write down all the correlations that you see. So I know for the S&P 500, Dow, Russell, Bitcoin, uh, ADA, because Kayla's been pushing us in it, Ethereum, if we, I know how long the drops will usually last and how long they'll take to go up. It may take you four or five hours per asset to do, but trust me, it pays off incredibly well. So for those of you who got in that 28,000 and some change um, and, and saw it go up in those 62 days, you know, well, maybe I'm a time traveler, but the, <laughs> the 11 hours a day definitely will, will get you the breakthrough that you need. Um, what do you think, what do you think Bitcoin's uh, projected price could, could, could possibly be in like a two, a two, a two to five year time frame? You know, they're going to come out in that. Because I'm like, he the Bitcoin in your My coins is gone. You know how much I'll be up right now? Um, Three-year price, if we keep going at this pace. And I was talking to the Dream Team earlier. I, I think, I can't prove it yet. So don't put this on the record. Um, But I think a lot of hedge funds are starting to use crypto in the same fashion in which I use features where I take a small portion of my portfolio, put it there to get like a crazy return. But if we keep going at this pace for the next three years, uh, we should be at one hundred and fifty-one thousand three hundred and eighteen dollars in like thirty-nine months. And you, I have, know it sounds crazy. 
but there you, there you have it. No, that sounds pretty reasonable, actually. Yeah. Um, that sounds pretty reasonable. That's only that's only triple from where it is now. So, yeah. uh, you know, that sounds like it can definitely hit that. Uh, Bitcoin is something that is not going away, ladies and gentlemen. So we encourage you to learn about cryptocurrency if you not if you have not learned uh, the ins and outs of cryptocurrency. It is important to educate yourself. Speaking on that, um, another crypto that is making a lot of wave Cardano. Uh, ADA, um, something that I'm invested in personally. I've been invested in since 2017. Um, So, okay. ADA, it's it's on a run. Uh It's on a run right now. A lot of times when when crypto goes up, people don't really pay attention to the altcoins, but the altcoins are the alternative coins outside of uh, Bitcoin. But uh, Ethereum is 3,300 and ADA is $2.92. And I would be remiss to say if XRP is a dollar twenty-five. XRP is uh climbing up as well. Yeah, because everyone's so, trying to hedge if in case the case goes in their favor. Then that I mean it's going to take up like a rocket. I I will agree with that. I just don't like to invest early in things that are getting beat up. I'm going to put a lot of money to it. But yeah, if Ripple beats that case, they'll probably hit nine bucks in no time. In no time. Open the floodgates. Yeah, absolutely. And then we'll Car- uh, Cardano. Kudos to Kayla. Uh, if you guys invested in ADA because of Kayla, please put Kayla in chat. Um, but the price that I think it hit is seven. And, and here's the thing. Bitcoin is like, let's say NASDAQ. Ethereum is like the S&P 500. ADA would be like the Russell 2000 or maybe the Nikkei. The thing that I want you guys to see is how you invest in one thing is literally the blueprint to how you invest in everything else. If you ever looked into angel investing, they'll tell you about lockup periods that are usually five to 10 years. For those of you that invest in real estate. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. You usually get a good return around the five and then 10 year mark. Ideally, if you can hold for 30, great. Um, The blueprint to investing is the same across the board. They just make you think that because it's a different asset class, there's a different process. One process to be able to dominate everything and you'll be good yeah so think of alternative coins as a smaller index or smaller portion of the market um cardano may not ever lead the pack in a way bitcoin will but you don't need them to same way i told you guys last year in december i think to study the russell 2000 you need to go look at the top probably 10 or 15 altcoins and kayla gave you a pretty dope alley for free i think it was like around a dollar 10 when she told you to get in it so um i hope you guys are profited well off that and it's important, um, like you said, a lot of things have um, similarities. So mm-hmm. it's like if you're investing in the stock market and you're just starting out, or even if you're seasoned, 
the most responsible thing to do with the less taking risk out of it is to invest in the bigger companies, right? That's why we talk mm-hmm. about Apple, Microsoft, yep. Google, Tesla. We always talk about all of those big companies. There's a reason why we talk about those because they're the, the safer place. Yeah. Same thing with crypto. So like my personal crypto portfolio, I have Bitcoin, I have Ethereum, I have ADA, I have XRP, I have Dogecoin, I have Litecoin, I have Stellar, I have VET, Tron, NEO, OMG, yeah. uh, and a few others. So I say that to say, if you look at the, the um, coin market cap, most of all of those coins are in the top 10. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm, and I had all these coins for a long time. So except for Dogecoin, I'll, I'll be honest about that, but that's a different story. But um, yeah. I had all these coins for a long time. So it would be safe to say that, you know, it's almost impossible if all of those coins just fall out the top 10. Absolutely. I mean, it's no different than building a team. Like if you have LeBron, Kawhi, Melo, like Cardano may be like, I don't know. I don't want to say a basketball player and they get upset, but like Jamal Crawford or something like super explosive. You never know when it's going to take off, but when it does, it's like, oh, wow. Like this is a great addition. So when you guys are starting to build your portfolio and a great thing, Rashad, that you do, like once you believe in something, you will hold it no matter what anybody says. Like, yeah. I'll be like, hey, what you think? you like, I'll give it a couple years. Like, that's why <laughs> I tell you guys, like, you're, write this down. Risk to reward to reward ratio is the number one indicator. Number two is time in. If you just hold most things for 10 years, and I want this first homework assignment for tonight, I want you to go look at how often the things that you invest in, if you hold them over any 10-year period, how much you'll be up. Gold and probably... Silver may be the only things you may be drawn down on. On everything else that is volatile, and for the snipers, for those of you that trade NASDAQ, you can see the parallels and speed of NASDAQ and crypto and how when they have booms, they have extreme booms, so they may pop up 100% in a couple of days. And then when they draw down, they may draw 50% over the course of a couple months. But if you stay in for a long enough period of time, and I'll say this on record, it almost makes no sense to be a perma bear in anything. Like you're going to get what 12% over five years. Like, so when you guys are saying that, why well, I want to short this asset, even, even for those you want to do puts, I'm like, why the probability and risk to reward ratio of you hitting it out of the park. Like you have to realize, like, even when Michael Burry had his big home run, he had to go make a synthetic product that only he believed in. And not to say it was small, but like his return in the big short was less than 600%. He got rid of the clients. Now he's freer. Returns have been pretty damn good ever since because the client load is off and him being his only client, as Josh talked about, like client alpha or client selection is really key. But it makes almost no sense in any game. Media, music, marketing, uh, podcasting, real estate, e-commerce, digital platforms to be sure almost any asset class because you're going the wrong direction of the trend. And one thing that everybody needs to keep in mind is that um, investments were not made to go down. If you really think yes. about it, right? So somebody came up with the idea to have an investment way before a stock market, they was exchanging all kinds of stuff on different exchanges. And even when people started actually monetizing real estate and buying real estate. So the whole point of any type of investment is for it to go up over the course of time. Mm-hmm. That's the whole in, in a third grade estimation. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. premise of it. Now, in between that, it does have periods where it can go down. But the stock market was not created for it to go down. 
it wasn't. So when you're, like you said, when you're hedging, you just have to be careful because mm-hmm. when you, when you're too bearish over the course of time, you're going to lose money because the stock market goes up over the course of time. That's what yeah. it's, that's what it's designed to do. If it doesn't go up over the course of time, there's no reason to have it, mm-hmm. right? There's no, there's no reason to have an investment if it's not designed to go up over the course of time. So this is why it is important to invest in solid companies. And we can relate this back to crypto. It's important to invest in solid coins mm-hmm. because odds are they're going to go up. It's just yeah. a matter of how much they'll go up and how long, you know, that time frame will be, but they all go up over the course of time. If you play your, your cards, right. Yeah. If you, and I know you guys are looking for gains and maybe like the bottom 10% of the market, but unless a big market maker gets behind them, and then there's enough of an audience there to keep that price above a certain ratio. Um, it's not good to, because if you look at, I mean, Kayla's been saying like her strategy, like how I do two tech and two index, hers is Bay, Bitcoin, ADA, Ethereum. So like, if you just take the top part of the crust or the top two or three in the space, that will work across the board in any sector. Like even for companies that are going to go public, I'm always going to look at the top two venture capital firms. I'm always going to look at the top two angels. For those of you in real estate, if you buy in the top two markets, you have a very good chance of doing well. When you are digging into the bottom 50% of the market, that's when a lot of danger uh, begins to happen. Yeah, go after what pays. And um, it's important to know who's invested in it because mm-hmm. you can become rich by association. So like you said, if you know that you know these hedge funds are invested in it and that wealthy people are invested in it, they're not investing in it to lose money. So odds are if they're in it, it's crazy how it's like people psych themselves out of getting money because they're like, sometimes it could be too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, nah, Bitcoin, Ethereum, ADA. No, I want Sky Moon coin. That's like 0.1 because if it goes up to 0.2, I double my money. But, yeah. you know, good luck. You've been warned. Not really the best way to go about it, but yeah, don't do that. Okay. I read a great quote this weekend that the actions that we take are often correlated to the goals that we have. A lot of times when people are investing, they're just doing it for excitement, not to actually make money from it. So I want all of you guys to like put, what is your goal from investing? And not just the the generational wealth thing that everybody says, because it's a cute thing to say, but like, what's the real, because truth be told, like for most black families, by the second generation, their generation of wealth gets destroyed definitely by the third for most families like but put once you know have your anchor for what your goal is um yes troy has earned his leisure but he will be coming back but like if that is your primary goal you have to know and every decision that i make has to be in correlation with that maybe we need to do do a thing about like financial goal setting and how to hit some big benchmarks because that's why i'll tell you guys like if even if you don't like my stance if you're an investor or a trader you can't argue with the thesis around it. You may not like the, the way I deliver it, or you may think that you should be in the spot. But if you are looking to produce money, it's one of the simplest strategies that's been working for three, 400 years to like invest in the top 1% of an asset class and, and let it continue to grow. Yes, it has. And uh, that brings us to... My next question for you. So the importance of marrying one target and investing and trading and do, don't be faithful. Let's talk about that because people Man. have short attention spans. I'm going to be real. If I can go back and make one decision over again when it comes to trading specifically, 
it would be to have one target and one target only and do not deviate. Because it's no different than like, well, you was killing that corner jumper, so maybe the corner jumps. I like the top <laughs> of the key. But like, if I get an area which I know that works, why do we deviate from it? Like even in hoop, we've all seen ball players who like don't even have a ratio to how many shots on the interior they'll take before they'll take a three. Like we'll see some players take nine threes and won't hit anything. Um, for all of my traders out there, get one target that you can easily hit. And then when I was out in Chichen Itza, and I was like, you know, that trip, talk about power of, you know, positive thoughts and like speaking things to exist. And we talked about this this weekend. Um, but the thing that I think I'd probably be four light years ahead if I would have just stuck to one target from 2016, maybe 2015 through now. Because the most, for those of you that like want to work for a fund or work in the industry, you want to build like a client base. The thing that clients are looking for from you is reliability. Like drawdowns, Fertino index, all that, like that factors in. But they want to know day in, day out, month in, a month out, quarter in and quarter out. If I give you $100,000, what is my return on that capital going to be with safety? The Every time we create a new target, and for everybody who traded features with us in the Snap brand, put yes if you agree. Every time you go to a new target, you then have to relearn the system all over again and then have to build the confidence to be able to hit that target over and over again. And then all these subconscious doubts coming in, like you can't do it. You don't deserve it. You're not worthy. Um, so if you stick with one target, it eliminates pretty much uh, all of that fear. And even with long-term investing, you guys may not like the answer, but the true answer is to hold companies for 30 years. But if you're not going to do that, you should hold them for 500% return and then, and then be done. Um, and, and focus on, um, focus on what you're invested in and double down on that. You don't necessarily mm -hmm. have to know the entire stock market. You don't yeah. have to know the entire crypto market. Just got to really, really focus on what you're invested in. So I say that to say, looking at my own personal portfolio, I'm not invested in a variety of different things, but I do have a, what some would call a decent portfolio. Um, so AM, nice. the AMD, something that we've been talking about for a long time, it's up $4. It was up $4 today. $108. Everybody, a lot of people gave up on AMD because it was moving sideways. Yes, stay, stay patient, stay diligent with that. Mm -hmm. um, IBB. Remember, I can't, I was talking about IBB for a long time. Another one that was moving sideways for a long time, not really doing anything. IBB. It, mm -hmm. it awoke. It's up. It was up $4 today. Um, yeah. Almost at its 52-week high right now. $72 in the after hour performed extremely well. IBB mm -hmm. is the biotech uh, ETF, ETF for anybody, yep. for anybody who's not familiar. And so, okay, let's talk about this biotech industry real quick, because now they're saying that you are going to need booster shots every okay. eight months from the Corona shot. So you take the Corona shot and then every eight months you will need a booster shot from the Corona. There are several different variants of, variants of uh, Corona, now they have the Delta variant, and then there's a there's a variant of the Delta. They got new colorways every week, huh? It's, you know, it's like a mixtape. You never can't keep up. Yeah. So I say that to say, no matter how you feel about the vaccine, different story. We're not here. We're not here for that. That's a, that's not this show. Yeah. But it is a big business of not just Corona. Corona just highlights biotech, but biotech, what it stands for, biotechnology. Um, 
and it's, it's combination between biology and technology uh, is pretty much, if you really think about it, that's probably the most recession proof thing in the whole world. Yeah. People is always going to need medicine. They get sick. Nobody's never not going to get sick. And technology is what we talk about all the time. All the, time. So the, the marriage of technology and medicine, which is biotech. I mean, that's like a bulletproof baby, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Especially so, during recessions. Yeah. 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 Yes. Because people be, people get sicker in recessions. Yes. More people die. Divorce rate is up. Domestic abuse is up. Illness stress. Is up. Stress. Yeah, stress is up. Like, there's a lot of factors that. So when you guys are like, hey, we want another one, I'm like, mm, there's some after effects that happen with that. And I feel like um, I sent it to the stock club, but like, some people are estimating that the economy will not recover pro probably for 10 or 15 years. And that's a scary thought. But remember, I told you guys, like, every recession, provides a chance for economic reset and even with the ai as much as i love technology and i'll touch on this real quick and i'll get in and out because i don't want the tech people on me the purpose of automation and ai is to eliminate all jobs in the ecosystem especially for those of our color so for when i talk to some people probably and i know you guys like tell me who you talk to i'm not gonna do that because i don't want to ruin my relationships but automation and ai they're called the perfect slaves don't talk back, don't argue. Now, everyone that I know in AI space is like, we may have 40 years, 50 years, probably until they're able to interface with each other and dialogue with each other to actually be able to take over. But if we are looking at a possible repositioning and widening of our wealth, wealth gap, what would be the perfect entity to do it? It would be a soulless entity that could replace us and now we can't say, well, it was them who moved us out. So the tech thing is very scary because it's beautiful in one sense, because in one sense of the word, we're kind of playing God with technology. The other part is when you play God, you end up in hell. And the side effects of that is that we are going to have a wider wealth gap. The, un the unemployment rate is going to be a hell of a lot higher for us in 10 or 15 years. So like for those of you that are like, hey, what should I put my kid into? You have to get them to AI coding and technology. Otherwise, they're going to be left behind. And this is not a conspiracy rant. This is for me having like direct dialogue from people that are in the space. Um, so kudos to you. I won't ever reveal who you are, but thank you for the conversation you've given me. You know, one of the reasons why um, slavery, people think that um, the North, when the North abolished slavery, um, it was just done out of the goodness of the heart. Or even when the South finally realize, you know, they, they lost the war, but the thing that really killed slavery, Frederick, Frederick, the, the autobiography of Frederick Douglass is a great book. And what he said was, um, you know, they realized that it was just an inefficient way of doing things after a while, because with the invent, with the invention of the cotton gin, mm -hmm. you can pick cotton a lot faster with a machine than a person. Yes. So after a while, man, manual labor, it, it's not efficient. Mm -hmm. But what Frederick Douglass was saying was like, you know, they can still, you know, keep slaves because now they don't actually have to put you on the on the plantation. But now you're just working and you're, and you're spending all your money. And now, you know, you don't have any money anyway. So really, you're just giving your money back anyway. That's a more advanced, high level conversation. I, I think that to say everything. And we're not victim blaming and we're not because I hate when you guys do that. But like you guys are playing a race card. Like, no, like 
No, it's just, and it's not it's just reality. So what I was saying is, yeah. so that that's one thing that just became inefficient is is slavery. It just wasn't efficient. Yeah. So what now is not efficient is a lot of manual labor jobs. So like I live in New York. So there was a time where you know people you have toll booth workers, right? And every time you cross a toll, somebody takes your money and they cash your money for you. And that was jobs. You know, hundreds of people, thousands of people had jobs. There is no tolls in New York anymore. Everything is tollless. They take a mm-hmm. picture, either have Easy Pass or they take a picture and they send you a bill in the mail. So they realized that how much fuel was wasted, how much time was wasted from having workers doing that. We're, we're seeing the same thing with Amazon Go stores, with um, cashiers. Yep. We're going to see the same thing. And it's not to to you know, we're not criticizing people that work in those type of jobs. I'm just saying it just is what we it want is. want you to make the adjustment. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of these manual labor jobs um, are just not, they don't make sense. And it's more efficient to hire a robot to get to, to have AI do the job. So all of this goes into play with the technology that we keep speaking about and why these technology companies are leading the pack because as the world changes, technology is taking over, people are losing their jobs. So you either adjust or unfortunately um, you become a victim. Yeah. So another, another company that I want to talk about that I'm invested in, um, Troy actually put me in, I almost lost faith in this one, but he was, uh, he was definitely diligent about this. This is another one that was moving sideways for a long time. CRM Salesforce. So sales Salesforce is finally, awake from its coma. If you look at this chart, it was definitely not looking good for a very long period of time, but it's on the rise again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up almost $5 today, $260. Um, Salesforce is on the move. Not that far from Yeah, not that far. I, I told you guys before, don't bet against Benioff. It's not one of the sexier tech companies like Salesforce, like Tim Duncan's. Like it, it gets the job done, but you're not going to see it on Center every night like with a bunch of flashy plays. But if you just... And even when it's going sideways, I want you guys to think for a quality company that is like a top 50 company, those are moments in which you get a chance to build a base. Because if you could have bought a bunch of shares at 210, 79 or 221, said 260 right now, you would be having a great August, great September, great October. So please write this in chat. Like when a stock is moving sideways, that is quality, build your base. Because the upside is tremendous. I think it went up too fast last year when it got to 284, and then it came from 284, and it had a slow, you know. And when you're in it, when a company is moving sideways or drawing down, every month feels like you've been in it for six months. So I know it probably felt like you were in it for four years, but it's back to the upside. Revenue's great, great leadership. Like, they'll be one of the most dominant companies over the next 10 or 15 years, for sure. Yes, and the last one that I want to talk about that went crazy today is SMH. I've been talking about SMH almost every week for the last year. And SMH was up $7 today, um, $263, not short, not far from its all-time high. SMH is the chip uh, ETF that we like so much that has been done done very well. I mentioned, I mentioned all of these because, you know, there's always at least one person every time it's like, well, What's next? What, what what should I invest in? We just told what's the we need the Kanye. Remember when Kanye was like, uh, he's like, you think you're I just told you. I just told you. Yeah. What's you. The ones that are hot now will be hot later. Like you Yo, don't you just, guys don't need more. Yes, this is something that is extreme. So we did IBB, we did CRM, we did SMH, we did what else did I do? IBB, um, mm-hmm. 
All of these different ones we've been talking about for a long time. They've been moving sideways. People have been, except for SMH, but most of them have been moving sideways. People have been frustrated. Even Microsoft. I heard people a couple mm-hmm. months ago, like Microsoft doesn't even move. I'm like, I'm up like by what times. definition? And, and I'm gonna be real. People are buying them at the tops and then being mad. And then I'm like, I'll give you guys the prices. But if you're buying at a high, you have to wait for that period of when it recedes or recesses, and then it's gonna go back up. Like if you guys call up, ask for the prices, I'll give them to you. The only thing you have to do after that is execute. But Microsoft has been dominating. Like if you look at the beginning of this year, they were at 214, they're at 30455. Yeah, I own Microsoft stock and I have the option. I'm up like 158% on the option. That's why when it's like people like Microsoft doesn't move, I'm like, you, you're you not moving like in it. Dogecoin where it just goes up a thousand percent. That's not realistic, but it's like, not, yeah, oh, oh, big business. He's one, this is one of my favorite quotes of all time. Only poor people think that 20% rate of return is nothing. Yeah. Or some, some would rather actually blow up that. I mean, I posted that crate challenge. I'm like, you guys can trade until your accounts look like that, or you can get a safe 40. It's, it's crazy because of the market cap of Microsoft, but Microsoft can give you a safe 40%. Like this is unheard of. For a company to decide to give you a safe 40% to just let them borrow your money and you are a co-owner of the company and you don't have to do anything else. For any of you that's worked in corporate for more than 10 years, do you primarily use Microsoft or another operating system? Please put it in chat. Cause it's not only your company that's using it. Like some clues are so obvious that we don't have to, same with Target. Like we talked about Target a ton last year. Target has been on a hell of a tear. The low of this year was 167.49. It's at 252. Like Target moved like a damn tech stock over the last year. Just invest in quality. And then we definitely won't steer you wrong. Yes. Yes. So it's important to be patient. People, you have to practice patience. Like all of these things that we speak about, they all, everything has its day. You just have to just wait, wait it out. Um, Q2. Uh, year over year growth. Some companies that was mentioned on Market Mondays: um, Moderna, sixty four hundred percent; Tesla, ninety eight percent; Shopify, fifty seven percent; Apple, thirty six percent; the S and P five hundred, twenty one percent; and Microsoft. Speaking of Microsoft, twenty one percent. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice <laughs> round, a nice round list. So yeah. whenever we have for a tip for you guys, so whenever we have a recession or like an economic disaster, whatever is the core cause of that, there's usually a company that's gonna pitch to be able to fix it. So of course, I mean, I'll talk about it now because you know, like most of it is over with, but like I have friends that worked at Lilly. That's why I never mentioned Lilly here last year, but Eli Lilly's a good company. Pfizer took off, Moderna's done amazing, but the price of Moderna, when we talked about it in Stock Club last year was so cheap, like it was in the forties when most people got into it. So you knew that an industry was going to have an upwired sweep, take advantage of it. Like if there's ever, let's say, a broad or massive hack um, amongst all retail companies at one time, the one that Trap talked about, CrowdStrike is probably going to go crazy. So whenever there's a problem, there's a company that is going to bid to fix that problem. And that's probably one of the companies that you should be looking to invest in as a simple investment strategy. A lot of it is common sense. But sometimes I know for those of us that are African-American or Latino, we think that because we didn't go to school for this, that we do not know what to do or what to invest in. 
But if you ever walked into Walmart or Kroger or Target or Best Buy, like you can see the traffic there, even with automation. Last few times I've been to the airport, every time I went to a convenience store, there was no one working there. No one working there. Like, and it started with small chains and now it's expanding out. Even with Amazon, we told you guys about how they were going to begin to buy Sears and JP, uh, JCPenney retail stores. And a lot of you were like, well, why would they do that when they killed retail? The plan is not to become the biggest retailer in that traditional sense. But what if, and for those of you in bigger cities, you've had it for a while, but some options now on Prime, you can get in four or five hours. If they begin to buy up all the old JCPenney um, locations, what if they have to deliver via Prime or Prime Plus some of these items to you in one hour? Now, I don't know about for those of you that don't have kids, but when you have kids, every little bit of time that you can save matters. Even if they charge $250 a month for it, excuse me, $250 a year or $300 for it, it would be worth it for the convenience sake. So you have to be mindful. Any company that saves you time will save you money. Or on top of that, if they are able to solve a really, really, really big problem, those are the companies that you need to look to invest in for the long term. And yeah, and to go back to the 20% comment, let's let's talk about this because psychologically, people was like, all right, if you have $1,000 to invest, right? And you're mm -hmm. only getting 20%, now that's $200, right? So $200 isn't gonna make or break the situation. Let me, let me, let me break this down because um, I understand not having money. Mm -hmm. So you can't, can't pull that card on somebody that knows it. You know what I'm saying? So this is, this is a few, a few things to say about that. A, what's your alternative? The alternative is either spend the money, right? Mm -hmm. So now you're going to lose hundred percent. You'd rather gain 20% or lose hundred percent. What are you going to do? Or gamble it in something that you're uneducated in or literally gamble it. And you'll probably end up losing over the course of time anyway. So yeah. the short answer to that is um, what is your alternative? It's better to earn 20% on a small amount than lose everything on a small amount. And then you'll always be broke for the rest of your life. Another thing, this is why I earn your leisure. It's really, it's really an educational platform that provides you with all kinds of resources. Investing is from the money that you should get. So it's not like the only thing you do in life is invest. So this is why we teach you about Toro, Airbnb, trucking, businesses, or even just person. A bunch of streams of revenue. Yes. Yeah. Say so it. just or just even personal finances of um, cut your budget, uh, spend less money, eliminate credit card debt. These is all things like it's like different books, right? So now the whole point is to increase revenue so that you have more money to invest and it doesn't happen overnight. I wish we can just, you know, provide you with a simple blueprint where it's like, okay, you're going to become a millionaire. Now you have a million dollars to invest, but that's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so the key is to understand, build businesses, have different side hustles, have different revenue streams that come in. Now you invest a hundred dollars a month. That hundred turns into 200, that 200 turns into 500. You get to a thousand dollars a month that you're investing. You're putting money away. You build a pyramid one brick at a time. Too often, we got to stop feeling sorry for ourselves. Like, of course we was, we was dealt that a bad hand, but we black, you're going to have a bad hand. Like that's just, that comes with it. So you either going to keep complaining and keep talking about what everybody is doing to you or what everybody has done to you, or you're going to do something for yourself. So we are earn your leisure are strong believers and do for self. We will never complain about our circumstance because 
what, what good is that going to do? We got to make the best of the situations that we have. And this is why we are here. So we have empathy, um, but we're not here for a pity party and we're not here to feel sorry for ourselves. If you are here to feel sorry for yourself, this is not the place for you. Yeah. And truth be told, if you get that easy 20%, like, let's be real for those of us that are black, because I can only speak to our aesthetic. If you get 25% or 35% return, how many of you would have family that would give you money if you were consistent? Here's what happens. You had a crazy ass, dope ass year in options. And you didn't want to hear the long-term investor. The end don't know, man. He, he's just holding out. He don't want nobody to <laughs> get the bag. Now you've blown up three accounts. Auntie Betty don't want to give you any money because she don't want you putting them in synthetic derivatives, right? Now you hate me because it's like, hey, come in with this two tech, two index bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to hear it, bro. I'm down 19,000. I didn't tell you to take 44 trades. I told you to stop at 12. Didn't want to take 300 practice trades. Like there's a reason I am telling you these things because that is the real game. And often, um, even if it feels like I'm being too harsh, I'm doing it because these are the things that were told to me so late that if I got them at, shout out to Jerry, like if I would have got them at 22, 23, 24, 25, man, I may be up 200, 300, It's not given. So you then have to execute. But if you get a safe return, there are people that will give you money hand over fist, um, including me, but you have to be consistent. Absolutely. Let's talk about some political stuff if we can. Uh, the Taliban. The Taliban, the longest war in American history. Mm -hmm. um, man, that was a complete disaster, but that's a different story. So after occupying Afghanistan for 20 years, um, the Biden administration had made a choice to pull out. Within 12 hours of the announcement, the Taliban um, seized control of the country. And now they are, they're in control. They're in control of the country. And so with that, um, there are rumors that China, China's always in, China's always up to something. And everything. China got their hands in everything. They the real, they yes. the real mob. Um, China. Yes. Respectfully. Respectfully, respectfully. Yeah. China, there's rumors that China will be working hand in hand um, with the Taliban, uh, the new Taliban government. Allegedly. allegedly. I want to be on the record, allegedly. Um, I mean, it makes sense though, if you really think about it, because the Taliban, the Taliban is, is seeking, uh, legitimacy, um, and they want to be, you know, recognized. It's, it's not in anybody's, uh, benefit for them to have embargoes and for them not to, you know, be the black sheep of the world. So mm -hmm. they want to clean up their image. They want to, um, be embraced by the world. The second largest economy in the world is China. Mm -hmm. They already know that America is not going to be their friend. China's in the region. China controls the region. So, um, it would make sense for them to make an alliance with China and it would make sense for China to make an alliance with them, especially the bad blood between Afghanistan and America. So how do you feel about this situation? Um, I'm going to listen to my grandmother. God bless us all. Certain political issues I'm going to stay away from, but I'll touch on real quick. I hinted at it earlier this year. So if <clears throat> the United States is ghost, let's have a little power talk, right? Um, Taliban is like Jimenez. Now, if China comes into, into the fold, that's Canaan. Now, what are we going to do if Putin decides to say, okay, th now, this is what I told you guys. If you have a... So when there was supposed to be the formation of the Omero, which never came into existence, but Bitcoin now became so popular because I'm old enough to know and remember when like Big Brother was feared. 
now we choose to hold big brother in our hand and go to sleep with it at night. <laughs> the Amero was supposed to be the thing that was going to be the global currency. It didn't happen. Then Bitcoin came. So if we all of a sudden have, because Bitcoin technically would be classified as a foreign currency. And if China and Taliban teams up, what is stopping Putin from joining forces to then take us out of the picture? I, to, to be honest, I don't know many American investors that are excited about an American company outside of Apple and Microsoft. I don't think that that is a, a coincidence. I think that is very strategic. And if you were to take over a country, for those of you that were involved in uh, other markets before Market Mondays, the best way to do that is to affect the currency in which a country or a neighborhood deals with. So if we the dollar, the value of the dollar from 1950 is almost dead. But if Bitcoin takes off even more and there's a push to go towards that and we come off or the countries that run the oil regime decide to switch from our dollar to Bitcoin, that would drive it to zero. It would be very easy to take over our country and it could be the death of a dynasty. So please be mindful when you invest in some of these assets that you're looking at the game inside of the game. But for clear, and I don't know for sure who owns Bitcoin, but let's say it's either Putin, but let, and I put the post up a couple of weeks ago with Samsung and Toshiba and right. But if foreign entities own the majority of Bitcoin as a group and the world is traveling and saying, I want Bitcoin, what lasting effects will I have in terms of hurting us? And we're on our last leg anyway. Scary times. Do as you please, though. <laughs> uh, you know, it's important for uh, for Americans. One thing, traveling overseas, like especially going to Europe and stuff like that, um, you realize that the when you watch like the BBC or like news overseas, mm -hmm. it's a real world news. Like they literally, they yes. tap in with everything. When you watch American, it's 99% American domestic. We're very ignorant to... Um, What's going the on? Opinion pieces, really. It's not much journalism anymore. No, it's not. That's why I don't even. Yeah. My mom watches uh, MSNBC all day, and I'm like, this is just like gossip. Like all they do is just bash mm -hmm. Republicans. Fox, all they do is just bash Democrats. It's there's no like balance. Middle ground. There's no balance, right? So yeah. I think I have to say. Not a lot of us are being informed of what's going on overseas, but why is it important to know what's going on overseas for a variety of different standpoints? But since this is an educational show about investing, um, a lot of your investments are tied to overseas, especially Asia, especially China. So it's important to know what's going on in the region um, in all of these different places because instability in the region, new regimes, new governments, all of that can, can uh, affect your investments. So like I said, that's just one reason why you should be informed of what's going on with international affairs. Even bigger than that, I mean, just to be educated, you live in the world, so you should know what's going on in the world and you should have a real, because the news that we get is biased. So it's, you can influence people through media mm -hmm. and you'd be surprised how easy it is to influence people through media. If you say it enough, it's just true doesn't necessarily have to be true, but it's true by default. So we believe things because we're told to believe things because that's what the media is reporting. Keep in mind, the media is only owned by a few companies. And 
they only are owned by a few people. So that's that's that end talk. Let me. I gotta stop now. I'm stop walking down the <laughs> Walking down that path. Oh man. Stay All right. away from that. Yep. Yes. So let's talk about speaking about that. Ten cent. Mm-hmm. Ten cent. The um not fifty cents knockoff, but ten cent <laughs> the the company. Um. So fifty percent of ten cent uh, shareholders uh, profit go to Chinese national policy. Mm-hmm. Is that is that is that cor- is that correct? Guys can go look on Kyle Bass's. If you guys have read Money Master the Game, Chief Investment Officer of Heyman Capital, one of the greatest investors of all time, he posted about it this past last week, last Friday. Once again, though, given we talked about it before, how China chooses to run their country. If you are number two and you want to become the preeminent leader in the world, what's one of the things that you could do to put the country first in a power position? begin to take off more profits. Here, we let the entrepreneurs and the companies be the rulers of the land. China chooses to have the rulers be the ruler of the land. So if they begin to take profits from the companies, build their coffers, which you build a war chest for war. That's all That's all I'm going to say. So, because I don't want to go on this conspiracy theory lane, I'll leave that to anybody else. But if you can see the writing on the wall, if you're willing to sacrifice for 10 or 15 more years, and if we have bad leadership, maybe for two more administrations, like I don't know what happened to Jack Ma, but we can assume that he was on vacation for a little bit. We haven't heard him talk out. And then all of a sudden, there are a lot of things that, that began to happen in the Chinese stock market at one time in companies that are in different sectors. That is a broader macro issue that had to be addressed. That's why when you guys kept asking, like, what do you think of Chinese companies? I'm like, unless the macroeconomic environment there is safe, you can't invade, invest in soil um, that is not safe for you to do so. But from a national policy and foreign policy strategy perspective, I think is absolutely brilliant but it may not pan out so well for us. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Mark, Can we get like an air horn? What would Joe do? He play outstanding. <laughs> we need like some body music or something real quick. Shout out to Joe Corey. Like we need yeah, to lighten the mood real quick. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm about to tell you guys. Uh, yes. You know, you get a little bit. biggest competitive threat is China. And for those of you that have ever traveled to Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Japan, Korea, China, you know they are way ahead of us already. They've been like been ahead of us for decades. So that's that. There you have it. Uh, Market Mondays. You get a little bit of everything on Market Mondays. You get investment talk. You get relationship talk. You get political talk. It's a very well rounded um, show. If I do say so. Talk about reptilians like this too. Uh, and shout out to MSNBC. I have no hard feelings. I, I like I like MSNBC. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's just you know, slightly slightly biased. That's all. Um, okay, so Janet, we are going to go into questions. But before we go into questions, I have to make an announcement. We are going to Egypt. We are going to Egypt, um, November fourth through November 9th. We announced it yesterday. We are taking twenty people with us, and it is a six day tour of Egypt. Um, and we will be going to, we will be going to, um, Cairo, to Luxor, the 
Pyramids at Giza, the Great Sphinx, Hot Air Balloon, ATV, uh, Valley of the Kings, uh, the Temple. It will actually be doing a live podcast out there as well. So, and a lot of our friends, I believe, are going to be joining us. Man, uh, that crystal ball going to be glowing out there. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to yeah, hang out, yeah, if you want to hang out with us in Egypt uh, for a week, go to One Love Travel dot club on Instagram, their bio. Um, and yeah, all of the information is in there. We teamed up with them, a black owned travel company. Um, shout out to them. Yeah. They, they reached out. I really liked, I liked what they, what they put together. So yeah, one love, the let the O N E the word one love travel dot club. That's their Instagram handle. You can go to their Instagram, click the link in their bio and, um, all the information is there. So like I said, yeah, that, that probably will be, you know, going pretty soon because it's an intimate situation. So if you're interested, it's my first trip to Africa. Yeah. First trip to Africa. I'm extremely excited. You know, it's long, long overdue. And, um, you know, I want to go to a lot of different places in Africa, of course, South Africa, Ghana, Kenya, all of that. But Egypt, Egypt is one of these things where it's, you know, it's Egypt, you know, it's Egypt, man, probably the most, you know, historical place in the world. Um, Such a long history. And uh, I'm a history lover, so it's it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. So, yeah, that's something that I definitely wanted to let you guys know about. Real um, family, let's squad up and go. Because if I if I don't come back and y'all don't see us on Market Mondays no more, I didn't got the third, <laughs> the ninth Infinity Stone. This day. <laughs> better go. I'm like you know I post about pyramids all, but even with that, the power manifestation like because uh, I went to Chichen Itza and learned learned some great secrets there, and I was like, man, I want to go to Egypt. Text me like an hour later, like, yo, we go. I'm like, have to go. Like, and I'll tell you guys this that are trying to manifest stuff. When you are asking for what you want to receive, be incredibly specific. So if you're like, I want a million dollars in a year, say you want a million dollars while being healthy, while being happy, while keeping your friendships, while your children are safe, while not getting into any drama. Because I've known some people that have manifested some big amounts of money in every other part of their lives have fallen apart. Like, be very mindful of uh, what you asked for. But now I'm excited about the Egypt trip. Yeah, so I, I pinned it in YouTube. If you guys are interested, the link is pinned in YouTube. Um, Janet, can we get some questions? Yes, let's do it. The earners are ready. Um, Macintosh D, we are going to you first. Unmute yourself, please. Hello, guys. Can y'all hear me? Yes, how Macintosh, are you? Macintosh, what's going on, brother? I'm fine. How y'all doing? I'm good. Good, good, good to your voice. All right. Uh, the question I have is for both of you guys. When y'all started investing, what is one thing that keep you motivated and not give up? Oh, I gave up when I first started. Let me roll with you. I, I gave up. Like, I didn't. I was the same with kudos to my guy, Art. Like, man, I, I hit two easy wins. Thought I knew everything. Everybody who's a trader knows the story. Next eight trades was terrible. Oh, but man, this is scam. The scam was me not doing what I was supposed to do and not being disciplined. What brought me back to it um, is not wanting to depend on anybody. I mean, I've told a story a thousand times about the lady who took the 80,000 who didn't pay me that. But um, it ended up being a blessing because I never wanted to be in a position where someone could tell me how to take care of my child. So that's when I was like, okay, great. Let me go all in. There's something there. And also too, like when I went through the Forbes 400, 
because I, I love marketing, like love marketing and advertising is like my thing. But when I looked at the list of like Forbes 400, because I'm doing deductive reasoning, Sir Martin Terrell was the only one that owns WPP and WPP owns everything. He's like the Lucian Grange of advertising. He was the only one at the time on a billionaire's list. When I looked at financial services and hedge funds, there were people I'd never heard of that accidentally made like 2.2 billion. I'm like, I need to go play in this playground because I'll do better. So a little bit of deductive reasoning. I wanted to have freedom um, is what brought me back over here. But in the beginning, like everyone else, I, I quit too because I thought it was too hard because there was no one who looked like us that made it easy to understand. And also too, you, we have to be real, in the early 2000s and mid 2000s, even in our community, people kept secrets. Like now I get a lot of people like, hey, I should have told you about this 10 years ago. I'm like, I wish you would have. And that's why we do the show every week. But um, in the early 2000s, for those of you who started in the late 90s, it was hard as hell to understand investing because every test that you did, you had to put up your money. You couldn't really even paper trade back in the day. But so for those of you that have quit, just get back on the saddle um, and you have your moment. But you, I think you have to hit a rock bottom before you say, I'm going to go all in on this. I see a lot of people dabbling because the work is going kind of good or business is going kind of good and they're not hurting. Um, and I don't want you guys to hit rock bottom, but often that's what it takes for you to be like, I'm going to burn every bridge behind me to be able to get this down. Michelle, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, for me, um, what encouraged me to, to continue was I always knew like there was really no alternative to grow wealth because, you know, I've been, I've been like infatuated with the stock market since I was 12 years old. Like, I think mm. I told the story a few times, but I always was in love with the stock market and I understood the power of investing at a very young age. So you saw trading places or what movie inspired you? Um, Barbarians at the gate. Okay. Wall, Wall street. Wall street. Yeah. Uh, it was a few, it was a few movies that, that really like, you know, I, I just was really just, to me, it was just way more exciting. It's crazy looking back on it now, but watching like Gordon Gecko was more exciting than like watching, you know, somebody in the NBA. Cause it was like, mm -hmm. we knew the people in the NBA, like that's all you saw all day. But to see somebody like that was getting that kind of more money and he didn't have to play basketball and he had like a, a suit on a pinstripe suit yeah. and he had a chauffeur and it was just like, just dope how they portrayed it to me. I was like, I want to be a businessman. Like, you know what I mean? Like just mm -hmm. the business just, that just seemed like, something that was just like on next level. So I always knew that in order to get to that kind of level, you really couldn't work your way there. You have to invest. I understood that. So um, that was, was something that just really uh, encouraged me early on. Even when I took losses, it was like, I, I took a loss because it was my fault. When anything that anything that happens in your life, you got to take responsibility for That's the major yes. key. So, you know, when I lost money in any investment, it's because I wasn't properly educated. I took gambles. And um, it was a learning experience. So I learned from that and um, educated myself and came back and, you know, realized that, you know, there's no other alternative to building wealth as opposed to just getting income, building a business and investing. Only way you got to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for your question, Macintosh. Next we Janet, have. But before you go, um, yeah. my apologies. I want to issue a public apology for not showing up. I was hanging with Xander, but oh, I do want to no apologize worries. for not being there. Uh, <laughs> no, I know you the... mentioned you were you were with your son, so no worries. Yeah, and we had, had a first really great conversation. Um, and I this, hate I missed it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, a lot of the topics you guys talked about today, we covered at book club. We talked about AI and um, world history, so it was really good um, follow up. So thank you. For I'll that. be at the next one. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> next, we have Jerry Ingram Jr. Unmute yourself, please. We're coming My to you. Guy. 
Yo, what up? My Good guy up. with that deep voice and the greatest questions of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, I try. But my question is, uh, you know, in preparation for InvestFest, with me being so young and not really being established in like a specific field, how do I go about bringing value to established professionals at InvestFest? Can I answer that question, Ian? If yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let So one of the things, that's a great question is like networking. Um, people are afraid to network up. I, th- I spoke about this on my call on Saturday. Shout out to Ian for jumping on the call with me um, or EY University. A lot of times we're, we're comfortable speaking to the people like next to us, but we're not comfortable speaking to the people like up. And one of the reasons why we're not comfortable networking up is that we don't feel like we can add value, right? It's like, okay, this person is successful. This person has a lot of money. I'm going to come up. I can't offer this person any, any value. That's not necessarily true because there's a variety of different things that you might be able to do for somebody um, that you don't realize. So one of the, one thing is connections. So you'd be surprised, like there's always at least one person especially locally. That's why it's important to, to make sure you network with the people locally. You might have a relationship with somebody who, you know, you grew up, they're, they're your teacher or you're your godfather or whatever, and they might be a good person for that person to meet. So you might be 18, 19 years old with no money. The person you try to network with might be 50 with millions of dollars. Now your godfather might be, you know, a CPA that's really, really dope and mm-hmm. deals at high level, right? you might be able to connect the CPA with the person. So it's not like you're not connected, but now you're, you're the manager of that relationship. So you've added value by connecting it. That's, that's one way. Another, another way is to, to like what Ian does all the time is to say like, you know, how can I help? That's the first thing that you should actually ask somebody as opposed most people, most people ask like, can you help me? Like they'll hit you in the DM, like, Ian, can I get a scholarship? Can I do this? Can I do that? that's really more of a form of charity and you can only do so much charity in a day. But when you say, how can I be of help? That changes the whole dynamic. So that's, that's another thing. Um, and then also listen, this is extremely important when you're in networking events, if you come into invest fest and you're around people, you cannot network by talking only mm-hmm. the best way to network is to listen because if you're only talking, you're not listening to what the person is saying, and you're not going to know how you can be of value. So introduce yourself to somebody, ask them what they do, like interview them, right? Mm-hmm. People love to talk about themselves as they're talking and they're explaining their situation to you. Then you should be brainstorming on how you can help them focus on value. I say this all the time, but the person that really comes to mind in doing this is MG, the mortgage guy, yeah. my brother, Matt, Matt met me. He never asked me for anything for over a year. Our relationship was based on how can I help you? He was focused on helping me in return. We have a relationship. He did the same thing with DJ envy. He reached out to DJ envy and said, I want to be a sponsor on your, on your, on your, um, your tour. He didn't ask them to be on a tour. He said, how can I be a sponsor? Send me an invoice. He paid money to be a sponsor. He developed a relationship. Then he started speaking. Now they got a really good relationship, right? So these are things of like, how yeah, he can does I it help? with everybody. I'm in the country. Like even when I was out there, he was like, "Yo, 
I would have picked you up and took you to the barbershop. And I'm going to take you to this piece. I'm like, bro, you don't have to do all. You got a family. Like Matt <laughs> does that. With, like when we went to Atlanta, me and Xander came in late. His wife flagged me down. Just talk, like giving first help. So that's why I've Matt be like, yo, I need anything. Even when, if I be tripping, like Matt's one of the few people, he'll be like, yo, be you tripping. Like you need to, I'm all right. Cause I know he's coming from a place of love. Like if you just help first a lot and, and I, we do it here. This is why to be real, this is why I give the picks out for free. You guys are like, oh, Stock Club costs too much. Stock Club, put yes in chat if I've mentioned the same ones in Stock Club and our prices. Let me pay it for it. If I give it for free, you don't value it. You won't execute. That's on you. You know that shit fire. You have to give first. Give first. I with, mean, no ex- with no expectation. Yes. That's another thing. Don't give. Don't give with an expectation because you don't know how you'll be rewarded. It's not up to you. It's not up to you to, to receive the reward. It's up to you just to give and then you know, the law of reciprocity, it'll come back to you. But yeah. that's a that's a major key in networking. Um, Jerry, I think you established, I mean, we talked about it on the last Stock Club call. I think you just have to pick. I think you have to fearlessly pick what field you want to go to and don't care what anyone else will say. But I wrote some stuff down for you. Um, I need you to pick five people that are going to be there and decide what you can do for them and go up to them and tell them. For everyone else, take three ideas that you can do for someone and do it for them and present it. So like the thing he said about even, I'm surprised at the number of you who don't even ask me, hey, can I work with you? And you have a skill set. A lot of it is just, at, even with Mark and Mondays, I saw Rashad put a post, he's like, yo, I'm thinking about doing other. I was like, yo, hey, before anybody else get it. Cause my thing was like, shit, I thought Trap was already gonna do something. So I'm like, but you have to ask, great. I'm like, let me do my part. I'll do the presentations. You don't have to do nothing. Just you and Troy show up. Be happy, I'll be grumpy, and get us fire. Perfect marriage, right? Pick three ideas that you can do for people and execute them. And then, most importantly, I talked about this on a call Saturday, be reliable. It may take a while for it to click, but if you are an app developer, a designer, shout out to Burke, like this thing I asked Saturday, there's not been one time when I've asked Burke to do a flyer, a graphic that he has not delivered. And he's working on like Netflix and like the Kim Kardashian poster that you see on Netflix. He made that. I'm like, yo, can you make this fly? It'd be two o'clock in the morning. I can get it to you in two hours. Send the money. He'll send the money back. I'm like, no, no, no. Like his reliability is the reason why he keeps being able to work with all these brands. So like kudos to him. Like reliability is so key. But if you pick three ideas that you can do for a person, and if I was really trying to get on, if it was me, I would go to every speaker or I would have an idea for me, Rashad, Troy, Trap, 19 Keys, Neo, Jagged Edge, everybody there and give it to him. Hey, brother, here's the envelope. These, these three things you need to do and already did them. Go to the site, download it, and have your team put them in place. Somebody's going to call you back and give you more work. But got to get and, first. And never, never discount the value of in-person experience. Mm-hmm. Um I talk about Matt all the time, but another person I talk about all the time is Wall Street Trapper because it's, it's, it's ironic, you know, two years ago, the, the other day, I put, I put a post up yesterday. Yeah, I, like, two, I met him two years ago in Houston. Wall Street Trapper, that's a that's a perfect example. He came up to me, he, he flew in from New Orleans to Houston, met, met us at a networking event that we had in Houston and introduced himself to me. Hand to hand, face to face, and um, the rest is history. His life has never been the same since. That's a fact. Yeah, that's not. And if you have good energy, like he does, 
it's hard to be around trap and be mad and also not be inspired. Yeah. Like, even when we was in Tulsa, like you guys see, I'll be embracing trap. Like we just won game six. Cause he was so solid. When I came on the platform, he never was funny. Bro, post this amount of times per day, get this book. These are the traps you're going to go into. You're going to get hate around this time. When you get to 20,000 followers, you got to deal with, like, he gave me a roadmap. Give for, that's why I'm like, and I'll be begging him still. Like, bro, you should come on every month. Nah, bro, I'm good. I'm like, why not? I want you, like, I want you to be on here. Give first. I'm telling you, that is the core of, for, for all of you, if you're making less than two or $300,000 a year in your business, or you're less than a million, per year gross in your business, I guarantee you're not reaching out to a thousand people per year to ask them to do something for free. That is the, like, I'm just doing it at scale. You got to take all the criticism that comes with it. Cause even when I was like, yo, 63 days, me, he don't know nothing about crypto. He don't want to step, give first. Give first. If I make you money, put a big yes in chat and you're not a stock club, watch this. The value chain. How many episodes y'all put out of EYL before, like up to this moment? Uh, EYL? Yeah. Right now? Right now? 147? So the entire network in aggregate probably has what, 500 episodes? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That's the equation. Give. Yeah. All free. All free. And the last thing I'll say about that, once again, the face to face is nothing like this face to face interaction. Yes. One of the things that really helped us, the first uh, celebrity interview that we did was with DJ Envy. And, um, you know, DJ Envy, we had been in communications with him through Matt, and he said he was going to do it. But you know how that go. Like, you know, it's kind of like tough. You got to catch people in traffic. So shout out to the good folks at Dykeman. They had opened up a new Foot Locker, and we knew that he was DJing. And uh, I couldn't make it. And I told Troy, like, yo, Troy, you got to go, man. You got to meet him. Yeah. Long story short, Troy went to Foot Locker, Uptown, met him. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do the show. And um, a week later, we got the interview done. Rest is history. So, yeah. and, and, and honestly, that's one thing I learned from you guys, too, because, you know, I mean, when COVID first hit, I was scared. I'm like, I ain't going outside. But when we did the Atlanta meetup, like, the reception was so crazy. I was like, damn, like, I've really had it. That's why I took so much time to talk to every person. I think we was in there like four hours. Like I didn't even get to talk to you in Troy until like an hour and a half once I was there. Um, but that in-person time, you cannot replace with online activity. I don't care how many funnels you have, how many webinars you run. Like people, I'm going to be real. For those of you that met me in Atlanta, if you had doubts about me after you met me, you're like, no, nah, he living that shitty talk. There's something <laughs> where you can feel a person's spirit. And, and shout out to like the young boys who was there who was like, into trading and investing. They were like going down that rabbit hole. I'm like, man, I wish I was there at 23. Like people want to feel your energy to see if you were. It's one of the things like when I, first time I met Jeezy, first time I met Gary V, like you can tell that they're living it. Like if you're from a certain environment, you know, when people are faking the verse, you know, even like when we first did episode 70, he's like, yeah, I see you got the suit on. Da, da, da. But like, once we got into the content, shout out to the guy who came in with the, the, the right <laughs> Spike Lee, the Spike Lee. <laughs> anyway, but it's one thing for people to talk because everyone puts on a show a best version of themselves. But like, are you talking about it and living it day in and day out? People need to, and that spirit or sense of, uh, uh, sense of like discernment that people have, they need to be able to feel you. So you may have a good idea, but they may not believe you. But if they get around you, they may have a different feeling 
um, about you, especially for those of you who come from a certain walk of life that can read people very well. That may make all the difference for you. So there you, there you have it. Janet, let's get a few more questions if we can. All right. So next we have Pearson Wheatley. Unmute yourself. We're coming oh, to you. Oh, shit. Another question legend. <laughs> what's, what's going on, doing? bro? Hey, happy Mondays. Um, I got a quick question. And after the question, I was wondering if I could um, break down my logic for the reason why I asked the question. Okay, go ahead. All right. So the question is, if the, the expansionary policy with the $1 trillion bill that infrastructure bill that President Biden is planning on trying to get passed. I wanted to know what would it do to the short run aggregate supply curve within the next two to five years? Now, the reason I asked this question is because, um, <clears throat> bear with me. So on the aggregate demand supply curve, you got three curves, the, aggregate, the short run supply curve, the long run aggregate supply curve, and the aggregate demand curve. Coming from the school of thought of the Keyesian economics, you know that the aggregate demand curve, it will shift to the right because it's using expansionary fiscal policy. The things that make up that particular policy, well, the demand curve is C plus I plus G plus NX. C is consumption, I is investment, G is, G is government spending, and NX is net exports. So the government spending with the expansionary policy will cause that to shift to the right which is shifting outward. The thing I'm trying to figure out is the short run aggregate supply curve, because that's basically the curve that it's explaining the trade-off between price level and inflation. Can I give you an honest answer? Always, always. This guy, man, this guy is crazy, man. Pearson, amazing. I would be real. (laughs) You got me stumped. This is the first question in the history of the show in which I've been stumped. I'll have an answer for you next week. Um, but your level of research, well, I know Jerry want to have a versus battle, so we got to get a question versus battle between y'all. Nah, nah, Jerry, the man, he got it. No, y- y- y'all are dope, but like the level of detail and research, um, I haven't been stumped in a long time. You got me stumped on a clear answer on the spot, so I'll, I'll have one for you next week. That's yeah. the hard truth. I don't know. Ian, Ian, I have an answer for you. I will not have an answer for you. I'm not going to tell everybody. knows, man. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. But I appreciate. I appreciate your 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 level of intelligence. You really take a lot of time in thinking about these very complex situations. You should mm-hmm. definitely be. Um, like in a government, I feel like you should be in charge of fiscal policy um, because most people do not have the attention span yeah. for that. But um, can I, we ask him what, what his goal is, real quick? And what I think what he's trying to extrapolate to see what the correlation is, like same way I look at the yield curve, but he's um, just taking it a couple <clears throat> levels deeper. So, the, like my goal is, um, so I, I study the what's well, for school of economic thoughts. So it's the real business cycle. Mm-hmm. economics, monetarism, and Keynesian. So when I was studying it, if you break down the each school of thought, so in March 2020, when the government gave the stimulus, mm-hmm. it boosted a lot of people's wealth. But if Absolutely. you study the Austrian economics, then you know that they don't necessarily like government involvement because it creates a wealth gap. So Absolutely. With the, so with the real biz- business cycle economics, is starting a boom and bust. 
So it's going to boom and then it's going to bust. And that's where you get the Great Depression from if you're looking at those four school of thoughts. Mind you, those the fours that I study, but there's more mm-hmm. like Chicago neoclassical. Um, a famous Chicago school of economic thoughts is uh, Thomas Sewell. I want to read his book, Familiarities and Disparities. Mm-hmm. So I'll get on that later on. But, and but, if um, you put Ben Cycle with Shumter, mm-hmm. you'll understand the timing. Like your thought process and thesis is absolutely right. The wealth gap thing, that's true. That's the other downside of quantitative easing. But right. the way that you're thinking is correct. I just don't want to bullshit you and give you an answer. And it's not true. I try to speak on this. Right. I understand. What's, yeah. what's your Instagram? I don't have no social media, man. You like, don't have social media. My guy. You're the smartest person I've ever heard. <laughs> Keep it yeah. that way. My neighborhood, my neighborhood told me, like when I was t- growing up, there was like, a lot of people was alive, but not even a lot of them is not living. If you don't know the difference, you might be one of them. So that's how I was taught. Dave so, versus Pierce's uh, question battle going to be insane. There you this, have it, This is a great question. So but that's break. an example of giving value. Mm-hmm. Nikki, yeah. Mike, clip that up, please. Yes, <laughs> it's a great question. Yeah, if this, this is how the how diplomats felt when Jada was going crazy, <laughs> y'all ain't got no girl joints. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, did, did you see Cameron's post that he did the day after? What do you What do you say? It was like that meme where like the guy came out like he's like. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> like, That's a different kind of pressure. He's like, well, okay then. Okay then. Wasn't expecting that one. No, um, that, that was different. Pearson job well done. Yes, Pearson. Shout out to Pearson, man. We got some of the brightest minds at EYL University. He is a extremely bright young man. Very, very yeah, Pearson. Put put your top three books in um, in the chat as well. So we can do some digging. My man, like he double cross, tween, tween, step back, cross. <laughs> He's like, so the in curve, the inverted Greek yield curve on the astronomical data and then the Swiss. If this is your first episode, I don't, don't get stumped. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I got 80. I know I got ADD. Once he started saying curve, I started thinking about roller coasters. And then he and then he went in with this, the Swiss and all of that and the monetary fiscal policy. That man hit me with two step backs, two crossovers and a windmill. Tap out. Tap out, yeah. man. It's like UFC. Tap out. Um, Janet, can we get one more question, please? All right. Let's go to Lou Rivera. Unmute yourself, please. Lou, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. i uh, just give you guys flowers to begin. I've been in EYL a year now. What you guys are doing for the culture and Black and brown people cannot be overstated guys are phenomenal what you guys are doing is i just can't put into words i thank you for taking the time and doing all that you do for everybody here appreciate you brother thank you yeah uh my question isn't as deep as jerry (laughs) (laughs) jerry and pearson different yeah although on pearson's uh i just want to add one thing to pearson if i can when i was listening to your question the one thing that i did take away from is that as we're getting out of Afghanistan and, you know, war, you, you know, with, with war is usually means money and bonds, what that might affect, have effect in terms of his equation when he's talking about the government. But that's just a quick, you know. As a result, you think the bond market will shoot up? Is that what you're saying? Well, we're buying, they're buying bonds every month, right? 120 billion, yeah. 140 billion. They have interest rates at a certain 
percentage right now, there's going to be some correlation between the two, in my opinion. I just don't know what it is. I would think that the bond rate would mm. increase a bit because in the first time in 2008, when we had the same issue going on and they started buying bonds, the one thing that um, I don't remember his name, he's the uh, Minnesota chair fed. He used to work for okay. uh, uh, Karkashi. I forget his name. He said that what they learned then was how to trade long-term bonds later on. So it's this isn't their first rodeo. They learned from the first time. So that's just my job well done. You know, thesis on that. In terms of my question, the simple question, it'll be pretty simple for you, you man. Currently, I'm liquidating my positions in the stock market because I have what you, like you guys have mentioned before, 25, 30 different, you know, I'm all over the place, but mm -hmm. I'm diversified and I want to get down to uh, your thesis in terms of, you know, two tech, two, two ETFs. Thank I made sure. four and four, but I'm, I'm trying to figure that out yet. Yeah, eight max is good. My question is, how do I, so not in terms of actual money, percentage-wise, how do I draw down, and then how do I invest it moving forward? So, Which ones are you in that you're thinking of cutting? Oh, man. I mean, I've, I'm getting out of all kinds of stuff. I got out of, like, stupid stuff. MSG, I've gotten out of, um, I, was, I almost got out of PayPal today, but I, I held off. Why? Don't don't sell PayPal. Yeah, why are you getting uh, out of pay? Why are you getting out of pay? Yeah. Well, because I'm trying to get down to just the two. You know, the, the okay. You trying you trying to skim the position? Okay, I'll tell you I'm this. I'm trying to go from like 28 to like eight. If you have 27 killers, though, this is smarter. <laughs> you got to keep like smarter. you got to keep PayPal. Like if it gets back to 224, 34, you can add to it, but hold on, PayPal. Like, what yeah. other ones do you have? Uh. I'm I'm in Tesla and Amazon small, but it's long term. I'm not getting out of those. Those are like my legacy ones. Okay. Um, I'm into Apple. Um, keep that. Yeah, I'm keeping that. Man, if I don't have my my I don't have my my my, my account open right now. Which ones are are losing you money? You can get rid uh, of James Dolan. Anything he does right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know he pissed me off. I'm done with him. Um, I I have a few of the ETFs. Like I buy um a bunch of other stuff. I'm thinking about getting rid of those things so that we have some more, uh, you know, resources to kind of put into. Something. You're trying to free up cash. Yeah, I, I just want to get down to like that manageable amount. Eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys made a great, great point. I can't keep track of 28 different companies. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. That's you know, tough. It's tough. I'm all over the place. I'm bouncing back and forth. One day PayPal's doing great. The next day I have another one that's doing horrible. It's like, you know, what am I doing? I'm just trying to concentrate on just six to eight. Keep my focus on that and grow from there. You have kids? Yes. This is the easiest thing to do. If your child's life was on the line, would you invest in that company for the next 10 years? It's real easy to cut after that. No matter what age the kid is? <laughs> <laughs> I know school just started back and you stressed. Brother, if you need some therapy or I can get you a massage and be gift card. You all right? I'm good. I'm good. How old a kid? Twenty. Yeah, I was stupid. Twenty. Shout out to my mom and dad. I'm sorry I didn't take out the garbage. Oh, Twenty two. You can throw the food nah, on the floor. Good. I eat off the floor. Yeah, kids oh, are that crazy. Um, but oh, yes, if you man. don't want them to die and meet their maker soon, <laughs> I, I would pick. Uh, yeah, I'll probably let go of I buy. I think I buy is good, but if you're trying to get down to eight, 
yeah, I would probably free up some of that capital. Um, but if you want to shoot me an email, Ian at joinredpanda.com and just put your name in all caps. Some of the ones you're in, I can be like the the eight that I would invest in. Okay. Help you yeah, I was, I was definitely going to say I buy probably something that you can let go. Yeah. Um, things of that nature. You don't want to let go of like the FANG stocks. Definitely don't want to let go of like those Apple, Microsoft, things of that Keep nature, Netflix, Google. Um, yeah. But yeah, you got you got like some, you know, a couple ETF that you're not really too sure about and, you know, stuff like not to say that I buy is bad, but I don't think that that's something that's like the core part of your portfolio. So, yeah, you can definitely probably let go of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you said Ian at RedPanda.com. Ian at JoinRedPanda.com. At JoinRedPanda. Okay, got it. Yes. I appreciate you guys very much. Uh, by the way, it was fire on Saturday listening to the uh, financial planning call and yesterday's uh, call with the uh, going over the documentary, The Ascent of Money. Phenomenal. You guys are doing great. Just want to let you guys know that what you're doing is phenomenal. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody um, going to clip it up. Ian ass don't know nothing. He asked about one curve. He <laughs> don't know. I can't wait. Somebody, somebody gonna have it. Up. One of them forex traders, forex traders, <laughs> stop being mad at me from episode seventy. I love y'all. I want truths. I want no smoke. I want everybody to get along, get the bag. Now my stay and best best on the 29th. Long term swing, they trade everything right. Oh, I'm learning. Yeah. You got to be likable. It's very, very important. It's very important. Usain Bolt told us that. Oh, very important to be likable out here. Oh man, it was. It's been a glorious market Mondays as always. I'm like the to score like 37. I'm work. I'm gonna get up to like 70 by next year. <laughs> no, I think I think people, I think the people have um have really grown to 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 like you. You've become a very likable character. Um, yeah, you become a very likable. Passing has helped. I, I'll tell you, like the the less things that I consume. Um, I mean, I already didn't eat meat, but like it has had a tr- shout out to Ken. Like Ken has had a tremendous impact on my life. Like I've been a lot chill, a lot calmer. Shout, I was hungry shout as hell earlier today. Shout out to Ken. God morning. That's the, every seven o'clock. God morning. God morning. Man, every day. <laughs> he, Ken probably the most consistent and never wants anything. I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. We, you know, we're going to build a brick by brick time. I'm like, bro, let me, let me help you, man. So yeah, the, the one of the key takeaways on the business side and just for life, like the people that I've highlighted um, and these stories that I highlighted, Ken, Matt, Troy, like just be kind. And, you know, I can be gruff, too, and, you know, be in my little DMX bag and shit. Like, that's not the way. I'm telling you. So. Yeah. It's better yeah. to be kind. It's better to be a diplomat. Before I forget, hit the like button, please, ladies and gentlemen. Um, That please. would definitely help. Please hit the like button. Um, And, yeah, I just before we leave, I just wanted to talk about InvestFest again. This will be the last time that we get a chance to speak about it live. So, uh, Ian, I heard that you've been working on your presentation for weeks. Is that true? Man. Don't leave while you're hot. That's how May screwed up. That's a fact. I'm telling you. Uh, th- this one probably, this is no hype. Like, probably the best presentation I've ever done. If you guys like the Mark Cuban episode, it's going to be like that probably times four. And it's, it's unadulterated, like, truth about how to build a portfolio that cannot lose i'm i'm actually going to give you guys like my actual strategy. i'm not going to give you the crystal ball but like the actual strategy behind um the hedge fund and you know athena and all that so it's going to be good it's going to be good it's going to be legendary ladies and gentlemen there is some few tickets left before it's over uh friday night vip we are interviewing les brown that's going to be legendary 
um neo will be performing and he will be unveiling his nft and jagged edge will be performing as well they will have a networking event a bunch of our friends a lot of alumni will be in the building saturday of course we got the legendary uh wall street traffic actually let me let me just run this down so yeah run it down so yeah know, let me let me run this down man because everybody's always asking like what's the itinerary and all of that and we and we're still adding some last minute some last minute pieces to this but um saturday we're going to start with estate planning and taxes and financial planning uh uh with miss business uh sabine and ash cash wall street trapper will be giving his keynote address um then we're going to have the lunch break then we're going to have the crypto panel and investing panel with hill harper and ryan leslie that's going to be crazy i'm going to tell y'all right now do not miss that that's all i'm going to say because i want to say it but i do not miss that Yes. Uh, Saturday. Also, we have the real estate panel with Max Maxwell, uh, Chris Senegal, Caesar Pena, uh, hosted by MG, the mortgage guy. And then uh, we have the venture capital panel with John Henry, Kwame Anku. We might be adding somebody else to that panel as well. Mm. John Henry got us. He got a surprise that he wants to talk about. Mm. He, he's doing his thing. He's making John serious. Shout out to yeah, my yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, then, then we got, and then we got building investment platforms and another investing platform, um, panel with my boy Francis from Chico, Mike Sims, Mike Sims is a black hedge fund. He would be a good person for you to meet in. Okay. Um, the guy's worth over hundreds of millions of dollars. He's based in Atlanta. He has a hedge fund and, uh, he does a lot of alternative investments. He does, uh, crypto. He does some Forex. He does a lot of stuff. So Mike Sims, very, very, very interesting guy. Up. Um, so he, that is that Saturday we have the, we have a after party, we have a party. Um, just make sure that you can wake up on Sunday. Very important. Um, and then Sunday we have investing for your children with Italia, um, my boy Lenny Ash cash. Then Ian will be given his keynote address. Um, then we have, this is a panel I'm really excited for. Music, health, crypto, and culture with Jim Jones, Styles P, 19 Keys, yeah. and Kenny and Kenny Burns. Oh, we Kenny have, sliding through. Kenny, a whole legend too. Yeah, you don't Kenny, get enough credit. That's my yeah. dog. That's my dog. Um, real estate panel with DJ Envy, Julian Gordon, Kiana Watson, hosted by MG the Mortgage Guy. Um, five to six is is still open. We're, we're working on something special for that. Uh, then we have the new age entrepreneurship panel. This should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Kizia, Ronnie Brown, Paula McCartney, uh, who owns the water plant mm-hmm. and, and none other than, than Derek Grace, um, hosted, oh, by, hosted, hosted by David Shands. So that's going to be interesting. And then, um, we have a performance by the legendary fabulous, to end out that night. And in between the whole situation, we have the vendor marketplace, I think over 220 vendors mm-hmm. um, with different booths. Ian will have a booth, 19 keys. Get there early. It's going to sell out fast. Yeah. The EYL merch booth will be popping. Assets over liabilities. We will have the whole merch uh, there. And then we have the food trucks outside, of course. <sighs> It's a monumental, it's a monumental it's situation. So can you give him that gem that you talked about with Dave real quick and we wrap up? 
about consistency. Oh, consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was on I was on um live with Dave Shans yesterday. Shout out to Dave Shans. He's on EYO Network. He has one of the top business podcasts in the world, uh Social Proof Podcast. Make sure you check it out. So he was asking me what um what is the big deal? Like what what separates a failing podcast from a successful podcast? And I told him that I think consistency is the biggest thing. And that's not just podcasting, that's just anything, but consistency. And I used him as an example because when we met Dave Shans, me and Troy, um, he had a podcast. He had a podcast before we had a podcast, but his podcast wasn't really taken off. It wasn't really successful, which you would call successful. He was having trouble with it. Um, and I remember Troy asked him, well, how often are you doing your podcast? And he was like, you know, I do it every, you know, once every couple of weeks, once a month, two times a month. It really depends. And he told him, like, you know, I think the biggest thing that you're lacking right now is consistency. You have, you have talent, you, you know, you actually, you know, have a good, you know, rapport about you, but you are not consistent. And he took that and now he does two podcasts actually every week. And, um, the rest is history. So yeah. consistency, extremely, extremely important. And I, I, I do want to, I missed one thing, COVID. We are taking special precautions for COVID. We ordered 8,000 masks. So everybody that comes in uh, every single day will be given a mask. We will strongly encourage everybody to wear a mask. All staff will have masks on. Um, we have hand sanitizer stations throughout the event. We uh, have the chairs distance according to state uh, regulation. So we are definitely taking all proper precautions um, needed. And we are in compliance with the state of Georgia uh, and the city of Atlanta. And uh, COVID is something that's not going away. It yes. looks like anytime soon. So, you know, we just have to live with it, but we have to be safe with it. So life goes on, but we still have to be uh, responsible. So we are definitely being responsible with that. We um, do not take it lightly and we do not want to be irresponsible. So yes, COVID. Yeah. Yes, we are. And when I see you guys, I'm having gloves like Michael Jackson. When he comes <laughs> on the blanket, you know what I mean, I'm going to have on a Bane mask. I'm not being brand new. I'm just going to let you know that we're going to elbow it up real quick. Hey, Mike, Mike was the first one to wear a mask. Man, he was way ahead of the curve. In Paris, he had that mm -hmm. years ago, and they thought he was crazy. He had a surgical mask on. Um, yeah. Before we leave, this episode of Market Mondays is brought to you by Ally Financial. Ally is an option if you are looking to bank or invest. Ally Financial is a leading digital financial services company with passionate customer service and innovative financial solutions. They are relentlessly focused on doing it right and being a trusted financial service provider to both customers and communities. Get with Ally and make the most of your money so you can save, invest, spend on the things that matter to you. Shout out to Ally. Absolutely. And, if um, they ever get to 37, 27. Oh baby. oh baby. Oh baby. So yeah, man. Um, I am looking forward to seeing everybody this weekend. Ian, um, Trap, all of the guys. It's always good when we get to link up in person. Yeah. Um, I'm actually gonna be in Atlanta tomorrow. I'm going to Atlanta tomorrow. So shout out to Atlanta. It's like a second home for us. We um we have been embraced by the city of Atlanta. Um, so much love in Atlanta. We really, really appreciate the city of Atlanta. So shout out to everybody in Atlanta. And um, yeah, once again, Troy did not get kidnapped um, on some Jack Marsha. Yeah. No, no band breaking up. No. 
<laughs> or some Jack Ma. Oh man. Uh, man. But uh yes, he'll be he'll be back. Um so yes, thank you guys for rocking with us. Ian, would you like to leave them with the last word? Um you did great on the tech you, and no nervousness this time, boy. You 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 guru you on the board is you learning. Yo, man, when you when you, when you gotta do something, you gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta learn how to do it. That's like the navy. I think it was the navy or one of these, one of these army, whatever. They they um they drop you in the water and it's like it's like training, yeah. Yeah, what if you don't know how to swim? Well, you're gonna learn. You gotta learn to fly. If you don't learn, you're gonna die. So yeah. that's the that's the best way to go about it. Sometimes we all have to do things in life that we're not comfortable with. We all have to learn on the fly, but the best way to do it is just to do it. Yeah, absolutely. You, you guys are gonna call somebody you love. Uh, Red Panda Family Stock Club call will be tomorrow uh, in preparation for um, Invest Fest because I really want to put on the show. Um, but yeah, be consistent. For those of you that are coming to Invest Fest, if you feel like you've been looked over and you need your breakout moment, use this to network to help the most. I'm telling you, I'm t- okay, me personally, I'm coming with 10,000 business cards. Me personally. I'm telling you, network your ass off from the connections you make. If you help, you probably out of this. This is not for me to sell tickets. I'm just being real. Out of this conference, you can probably make a million to two and a half million dollars in 12 months if you connect with five or 600 people and be like, hey, let me help you. And you're going to see me do it. Like, I'm going to go up to 19 Keys, get the gold water. I'm going to pay for it. I'm bad. (laughs) I miss your phone call, bro. I'm going to pay for the package. I'm going to hand them a cart. Let me help give entry. Keys already know how to invest. You're going to see me, everybody. If I connected with you in Atlanta or Tulsa before, my phone got reset, send me a message, and we can continue what we was going to do business-wise. But you're going to see me do it. If you feel like you need a breakout moment and you need to elevate your business, come and network and help. I'm try- And if you're reliable in any business, you'll be able to get a ton of business there. I promise you. Yes. Yes. And... um Ian, Ian will have some suits on, I'm pretty sure. Sunday, you know, other day, I, I'm still in playoff mode. Friday, okay, okay. Saturday, I'm, I'm <laughs> now, you know, I got to be a little special on Sunday. You know, <laughs> I'm going to treat it like Easter Sunday, say my like Easter speech real quick. But no, yeah. other days, I'm going to be chill. I'm be Jay. I'm, I'm telling you, playoff mode. That guy okay. gets his title. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, man, you might, you know. It's going to be a lot of ladies there. The fellas will be there. You know, it might be, you might meet your, your wife or your, your husband there. You never know. Speaking of networking, you never know what these type of situations Ian. Don't make no invest, invest fest babies. Just we, find Atlanta, love we, your life. We, we in Atlanta. Anything is possible. Anything, anything is possible. Please drink responsibly on Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Please do. Please, please. Be do. careful. Please. That's all I'm gonna say. So. <laughs> hey man, I need ten picks because I got two of them pregnant. That's your fault. I told you not to. No, you see what Donnell said. You got to pick your wife carefully and happy wife. Hey, that's on you. No scholarship. Sorry. No scholarship. <laughs> no scholarship for the Invest Fest baby. Two Quaviantes on the way. Hey, you gonna be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna name him Troy Rashad. Hey, bro. <laughs> Hey, be careful. <laughs> Mitigate uh, risk at every corner at all costs. <laughs> Mitigate risk. Oh, oh yeah, we definitely got to disclaimer. What mark is that? You gotta hey, they're gonna track you down, bro. Be, be careful. Be careful. 
Uh, we are not responsible for any <laughs> after hours activity after hey, after I've been in the hotel room meditating and working on presentation. <laughs> don't, don't telegram me. You get something pregnant. Sorry. I told you, you come and learn. Go go learn from Trap Hill Harper, 19. You know what I mean? Get your NFT game on. Neo singing them songs and you finesse. Hey. Yeah, that's that's what it's gonna have. VIP now. You got Neo Jacket Edge, open bar. You're gonna that's- say I have a baby by me next to her, and then she's gonna believe you got the million. No. Save it for 50. That's a dangerous, that's a that's actually a dangerous combination. Oh and jacket edge too. Oh, oh man. my god. Mm-mm-mm. Jesus Christ. It's All gonna right. be fun. How many months from nine months? I can't wait for this. <laughs> what was that February? <laughs> oh baby for real. <laughs> oh baby. Oh man. I'm done. Oh man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an honor. Um, see you guys this weekend. Uh, make sure you check out the episode tomorrow with uh, Ryan Glover from Greenwood Bank. And make sure you check us out on Wednesday with Maddie J talking about Toro. Um, yes. Take the information, implement it. Uh, best of luck to everybody. We love you. And um, we will see you soon. Word protection. Dad, Joe King comedy special <laughs> coming soon. Followed by the hard truth. Wait, the hard truth didn't. Never mind. <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> Done. Oh, baby. Oh, man. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.